0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the NCC Audio Podcast. The podcast dedicated to helping you to improve your podcast so you can grow your audience. I'm your host, Nick Chamberlain. And in today's episode, we are going to be going over what a podcast network is, how to start one, and how it can benefit you. Alrighty, let's get started. And to help me out today... I have an extra special guest. His name is Kyle Hyman. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Uh, Greetings, Nick. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So who is this Kyle Hyman? And tell me just
1: a little bit about yourself and your podcast network. Well, uh, I'll skip ahead until about four or five years ago. Okay, I started doing a morning radio show and for a Catholic radio station. And so early mornings, getting up, doing live radio and podcasting that content. And when I started, we didn't have any podcasts they would post some interviews every once in a while up online, but it wasn't a podcast. And then over the course of you know, four or five years, we, I think we had about 13 podcasts that we were producing. And so with those shows and wanting to collaborate with some other people, we decided to start up a podcast network and i guess that's what we're going to talk about today
0: awesome so just real quick the name of your podcast network spoke street media Spokestreet.com. sweet and how many podcasts in this podcast network oh Oh. man i think it's 32 maybe 32 podcasts that is that's awesome great job yeah yeah so i've been contemplating myself on starting a podcast network for independent catholic podcasters so i kind of understand the basics behind under starting a podcast network so i wanted to start a network for people who don't have a platform to give them more of a platform to be on because i understand apple Podcasts and spotify is a huge platform to be on but it's so big now that you can't be really found too easily And it's very difficult for individual podcasters to be found, but that's where I think a podcast network can come in to be beneficial.
1: Yeah, especially, I mean, and we can talk about it, but there's so many different Mm -hmm. types of podcast networks and ways that you could do it. But uh, to have a community that's supporting each other, I think is important.
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So you are producing how many of those? You said 13 right now? Or how many do you personally produce out of those?
1: It, it kind of depends on how you ca- count it, but we are probably involved with some form of the production, editing, or the recording, or some of the planning for about half of the shows. Okay, Probably a little, little less than half.
0: Man, that that's a
1: lot of work. <laughs> well, fun. I mean, a lot of the the people that we're working with are doing a lot of the work themselves. We're just mm. we're just helping out with you know, maybe okay. posting yes. and editing, you know, things like that. But. Yeah, it, it varies from show to show how how much we're involved. Some of them that we are doing all of the, the planning, the production and editing. OK,
0: so I know when it comes to a podcast network, you can have one on Apple Podcasts. And then let's say, do you have the Spoke Street podcast network? So you can click Spoke Street and then it shows the list of all the 32 podcasts
1: on that, we, we haven't set that up. I think that's—is that called a channel? It is now
0: referred to as a channel. They yeah. have been changing the names.
1: Yeah, we haven't set that up yet. We just started in February, and so we're kind of oh sweet, yeah, still getting some of those bugs worked out. But you do have the website, and the website looks great, right? And so one of the things—I mean, if we want to start getting into the weeds now—is because we're producing some of the the shows ourselves, and we can use we're using Captivate for the hosting. Um, But other people are hosting their own shows. Mm -hmm. And so to get it consistent on the website, we're using a plugin for WordPress called Podcast Player Pro. And Mm -hmm. you just put the RSS feed into the little widget and then you can format colors and stuff like that. And then each show looks the same on the website and it's pulling from the RSS. We're not republishing their show anywhere. And so if you play it on the website, it's, gives them the credit and the statistics through their podcasting app. But that's one of the ways that we've tried to keep it consistent from show to show on the website as, as far as how it looks and how it's presented.
0: Oh, that's really good to know. Cause I was trying to figure out how you did that. So could you yeah. go and find anyone's podcast or RSS feed and put it on
1: your website? Or do you have to go ask for permission to do that? Oh, we def- definitely want permission. <laughs> uh, I mean, in in some ways, we're just sharing podcasts, Yeah, you know, and, and you know, if you posted somebody's podcast on your Facebook page, said, hey, check out this podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would get upset with you about that. But mm-hmm. as being a network, mm-hmm. if we're implying that they're part of the network, we certainly want their permission for that. We don't want to just add people to our network or make it appear like we've added them to our network mm-hmm. without actual permission.
0: OK, yeah, no, that makes sense, because I've been finding... I I sometimes I Google my podcast to see like where I'm at in the Google world. Yeah. And there's just random podcast aggregators. And it says, listen to the NCC podcast here. It's like, how in the world did they get my podcast? I don't, I never submitted there. Is it because they're just kind of taking all the RSS feeds from Apple and Spotify and uploading
1: it on their own site? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it's kind of a funny thing because some use Apple's list um some might use that like podcast index or or whatever okay but or or they might just i mean google just kind of searches around whenever it finds one it adds it to google podcast it's like the weirdest yeah (laughs) system
0: okay yeah so that's good to differentiate between a podcast network and i call them podcast aggregators i'm not sure what the correct term is for that for all those websites
1: like stitcher and yeah. And most of, a lot of them have an app, you know, mm-hmm. that you download to your podcast player feed. Yeah.
0: I remember I was looking through one one time and I was like, wow, this is the best looking online web player out of all of them. So I just kind of picked that one. Yeah. But for me, I, I'm currently just using Megaphone for my podcast hosting and they have their own web player too that you can use. Right. So when it comes to a podcast network, did you reach out to these other podcasters individually or did they find you and be like, and ask, Hey, can I be on your network?
1: So we hadn't launched the network yet. It didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So nobody knew about it to contact us. And oh, so okay. our first step was, well, we start with the shows that we have and then we reached out to, you know, a, a, it was a very specific group of people. So it was, I think there was three things. One was, uh, does it meet our expectations of quality and content and style in our niche, you know, with uh, the Catholic media, but then, you know, it are either they going to, are they, they either meet our expectation of quality or we could help them uh, to get okay. their quality up. And some of them are just like, you know, Hey, you just need to bring your levels up and this is going to be a great podcast, you know? Um, but then a lot of them were people that we had connections with either people we personally knew or had worked with in the past. And so, uh, It was kind of a a small group to start with. I know, you know, 30, 35 might sound like a lot, but in reality, we'd like to, you know, double or triple that fairly soon. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to start with, you know, kind of known entities, people that we knew we could trust and and would be good to work with. And then we can kind of expand from there. Okay, cool. So it was handpicked. And then as soon as we released, people did start reaching out to us saying, hey, we'd love to be part of the network.
0: This is so cool because you're like where I want to be, but then I'm like, well, rather than reinvent the wheel, I might as well just be like, oh, can I be a part of your your network (laughs) instead of starting my own? So that's one something to think about. Now, to be on your network, do people have to pay a monthly fee
1: or is it free? How do you work that? Yeah, so I think there are probably as many different Relationships within podcast networks, as there Mm -hmm. are podcast networks. I mean, everybody's probably got their own contract or agreement. We decided that, uh, I guess, as being a content creator myself, having created the podcast, I was on the side of the podcaster and wanting to make sure that they benefited from it and weren't taken advantage of in any way. And so we have an agreement more than a contract. And it really is just um, we're trying to build a community. And encourage collaboration and, you know, cross promotion between shows mm-hmm. and um, to also create an entity that of like, these are shows that you can trust are going to be good quality. And if you see the Spoke Street logo on the show, you know, like, oh, this is going to be good. And so we have a whole list of things that we would like the podcaster to do okay. that to, to support other podcasts and to support the network. Um, but none of them are mandatory. Mm-hmm. the The main thing that we wanted to have signatures on is that people knew that Spoke Street wasn't going to own any of the content, but also also not be responsible for any copyright infringements or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so, also that the the podcaster could leave at any time for any reason, and we could take them off of okay. the network at any time for any reason. So it's really kind of a low barrier to entry. Like okay. there's really not a whole lot of expectations and a lot of potential that you could get, you know, some more notoriety or or some attention to your podcast. And then um, we're looking now at some different things that people could opt into is like a, if we had a club, like a spoke street club that mm-hmm. people could support for, you know, a monthly thing, you know, maybe they get a t-shirt or something like mm-hmm. that. Kind of a Patreon yeah. type of model. We we wouldn't use Patreon necessarily, but that kind of a system of people can support the network, support the shows that they like. And so we're trying to figure out the logistics right now. Max Fun, are you familiar with that podcast network?
0: Uh no, no, no. Yeah. Maximum
1: Max. fun. They do something really interesting and it's when you support the 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 network, whenever you become a member, um, you can pick your rate, you know, five, ten, twenty dollars a month, whatever. Mm-hmm but then you also pick which shows you want your money to go to. Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, they do a okay. split. Was, so okay. if they have
1: 30 shows and you pick 10 of them you want to support and you're supporting at $20 a month, you know, I forget what the split is. It's like 60, 40 or something, but you know, a portion of that goes to the network mm-hmm. and then the, re- the rest of it is split up amongst the shows that you said you wanted to support. I think that's a really neat model because then, the the more the show is promoting the, yeah. uh, the membership, the more that they would potentially benefit from it. And if somebody didn't really want to promote it that much, they probably wouldn't get a whole lot of people clicking their show whenever they want to support it. But all of this is kind of down the road as we go. We wanted to really keep it. Mm-hmm. This is simple. Um, you want to be a part of the network. Great. We're going to support each other however you can. And that's going to look different from different people. Like for some of, if you got a, two minute movie review show. It doesn't make sense for you to put in a 30 second promotion for another show in that, but you know, maybe there's other ways on social media or something like that, that you could promote other shows. So we're to leave it open-ended Okay, yeah, and flexible. No, that's great. Um, Cause I've been thinking
0: about different ways of like, how would you monetize a podcast network? <laughs> but once again, you've kind of gone through all this brainstorming as well. And so that's why I'm having you on right now to talk about it. And to help anyone else out who's thinking, well, maybe I should start a podcast network. How do I fund it? Um, th- the other podcasts in the networks, they can cross promote. And I really like that idea of eventually you would like to ask for donations. And I always wonder because there's another podcast network. And I don't know if I should say, okay, no, um, there's another podcast <laughs> network uh-huh. um, in our industry. It has a bunch of podcasts and they have a big donate button and I know one of the podcasts is super popular. And I'm like, well, are they getting paid? Are all the podcasters getting paid? Or is it just going straight to the podcast network? And then all yeah. the podcasters do it for free. But I guess for me to figure that out that answer I have to go ask the people running it. But yeah, I do like the idea of you donate to the podcast network and then you choose which shows you would like to support. That's a, that's a pretty cool idea.
1: It becomes a little bit of a a financial logistics puzzle. I can see that too. Yeah. To do, I mean, and I I actually reach out to them for, you know, how do you manage that? They said it was a combination of some apps and some kind of hand done (laughs) spreadsheets or whatever, but
0: Oh, wait. So we're uh, talking yeah. about the same podcast network, kind of? Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about the...
1: Oh, the Max Next Next Fund. fund. Oh, okay, so, like, okay. So for them to be able to say, hey, this person's $10 a month is going to be, you know, this podcast is going to get $2.34 and this podcast is going to get $2.34. But then this person is donated at this level. It, it becomes a little bit of a I can uh, see that, yeah. ...logistical nightmare. But it's a neat system if we can figure it out. Is there an app for it? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Maybe we should also invent that. Um, The other thing that we can do as a network is, especially with shows that don't have a huge download numbers, is to group them together for advertising. And yeah, the podcaster isn't going to get a whole lot of money out of that if they don't have a a huge downloads. I mean, if you're only getting a thousand downloads or or less, it almost doesn't make any sense to put an ad in because mm -hmm. the value of that ad, unless you got a real niche market and you're going to sell a lot of whatever it is but generally, you know, if you're going to get 20 bucks for an ad, it's almost like is it worth even doing mm-hmm. the work to put it in and making your listeners listen through that? But, you know, if if we can and it doesn't make sense for the advertiser like here here's $20 for anyway. Yeah, but exactly. If we can group it together and say, hey, we've got these 10 podcasts, we're going to put your ad on all of them, especially if we can do dynamic ad insertion Mm -hmm. where it doesn't require any more work. Um, It's not as effective as a live read by the host, Mm -hmm. but um, that's something that we're also pursuing. So the monetization is coming down the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just wanted to build the community first Mm -hmm. and then kind of work out some of those details as we go.
0: Okay. No. Yeah. All that makes sense. So I'm trying to think also... I don't know, there's a lot of different ways we could go with this. So I kind of want to talk about the, we talked about the benefits. So who should start a podcast network
1: and why? Well, I think first you could look to see if somebody's already doing what you want to do. And just like you said, you know, jump on (laughs) that train instead of trying to invent your own train. Because it is a lot of work. (laughs) We're fortunate because as a radio station launching a podcast network, we had employees and volunteers and donors and supporters that we could reach out to. We had connections. So we were kind of poised to be in a good position to do this. Uh, If this is something that you're like, I have a podcast and I like to collaborate with, with with some other people. It, it can be as, you know, simple or complicated as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of similar to, you know, the music industry in the past or, uh, you know, the book industry where you had record labels or you have publishers, you know, you can release things independently. There's no reason that you have to have a network.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There's no reason that you have to have a publisher to release a book. You can self-publish, you know, you don't need to have a, a record label to release a CD. You can self-release. So what is the benefit of it? You know, and especially if the labels going or the, um, the podcast network would take a cut of anything that you're producing mm-hmm. or if they would retain ownership for anything. You got to, got to be careful about those decisions. But if you're, if you're looking at creating something, I think, yeah, if you find similar shows that have a similar vibe, the nice thing is, is like, if you like my show, you're probably going to like this other show mm-hmm. because it's a, it's got a similar perspective or a similar theme, mm-hmm. you know, um. Yeah. If if you had a bunch of cooking podcasts and you wanted to get together and say let's just cross promote each other, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's a great thing. And you can do it unofficially. Just say, hey, if I promote your show, will you promote promote mine? Mm-hmm. Or you can give a give it a name for the network and throw a little you know audio thing at the end of each show. Mm-hmm. You know, or you can go full blown and say, look, I want to buy these five podcasts. I'm going to own all of the content, and you know, that's. It's an expensive route to do it, but if, you know, the big podcast companies or the podcast networks tend to want to own the shows. Mm-hmm. And that way if the host leaves or gets fired or whatever, you just bring in a new host and keep the show going and you keep your income from it and yeah. all that.
0: Okay. Yeah. All that makes sense now. Like, so the pros, the podcast network, they will, it'll help your podcast to be heard by others And it can eventually help with some monetization. The cons, the podcast network could tell you what to do and how to run your podcast. And it really depends on the agreements between you and the network. And that makes sense. And I really like the analogy to music, music production and uh, record labels. So that also makes a lot of
1: sense. And I think, um, I want to say, Radiotopia. Uh Uh-huh. I think their tagline is that they're like fiercely independent podcasts, which one is just like a funny way to, to word <laughs> it. Like, but I think there are networks that maintain that independence and in that it's your content still. And we want to support the creator not to buy out the creator mm-hmm. and to own that. So, I mean, it, it, it's diverse as to what it could be or what, it, what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we wanted to keep it so, We're supporting the artists. I guess the other thing to consider too is whenever you're putting yourself in a group with a bunch of other people, Mm -hmm. you're going to be judged by their show Mm -hmm. just as much as they're going to be judged by your show. So if I listen to a show and it's garbage and it's on this podcast network, well, now I might, I might assume that all the other shows are garbage too. You know, whereas if I listen to a show like this is so good and I find out that there's another show that has a topic that I'm interested in on the same network, I might be more inclined to say like, well, that must be good too. Mm-hmm. So if you are forming a network, you, know, you probably want to be careful of who you're being associated with. Okay. Oh yeah. That also makes sense. Yeah. And that was, that was one yeah. of the, one of the podcasts that we reached out to that we wanted to join the network. Uh, they were a little concerned with that. They didn't have control over the other shows that were on there. Like,
0: Oh Yeah. That one podcast, they're only using their cell phone to record
1: the audio and it sounds like garbage. Right. And mine is perfect.
0: Right. How dare you even suggest I be on that network? <laughs>
1: Just kidding. Right. Yeah. The, the audio quality, but also the content. You know, if, it's not, if, if you say something that, if you would say something that's racist yeah. on your podcast and I'm on the same network, like, uh, how does that reflect on me? Yeah. You know, I think it's important to mm-hmm. you know, be careful about who you are associating with mm-hmm. and how you're locked into an agreement too.
0: Oh, that that's great to know. So, if you are a podcaster like right now listening and you have high-quality content with good values and morals and you want to join a podcast network, I would suggest to reach out to Kyle and to ask to be on the Spoke Street podcast network. So, you know yep. you will be
1: with other high-quality podcasters. Is that right? Does that sound good? that's right. <laughs> That's right. And to be honest with you, Nick, we've got some shows right now that we're still working on their audio quality. Yeah. You know, that that might be recording over Zoom and and we've made some improvements, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely we're still working with them to to get to the level that we want. And I mean, ideally, we can get some huge backers. You look at some of these, (laughs) you look at Gimlet, for example, you know, twenty five million dollars in fundraising right off the bat. Not fundraising, but in investments, mm-hmm. right? Like you can do some high quality stuff for $25 million. And NPRs had all kinds of money that they're pumping into podcasts. I was looking like the uh, This American Life. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a This American Life show. Like, oh, we could do it like This American Life. They have 33 people on staff, yeah. according to their website, of people that are highly skilled and paid well yeah. and have been doing this for a long time. Ira Glass is not like some fresh guy off the boat, like, Hey, let's start Mm -hmm. a podcast. You know, it is very talented people producing a show. And so we would love to be able to get to that level. If we had donor supporters, Mm -hmm. you know, advertisers that said, Hey, look, we want to, we want to support a really high quality, heavily edited, you know, one where you're turning down more stories than you're doing. You're like, you're interviewing more people than you're actually playing. You're cutting most of the interview because you're just looking for the quality little nuggets that are buried in there and not wasting people's time with the extra stuff. And so we have dreams and aspirations of quality much, much higher than we're at currently, but we're, we are, we do have a bar that we've set and we're, we're trying to keep moving that bar up higher and higher.
0: Well, Kyle, I think this is a, an amazing opportunity for a lot of people to jump on board with this amazing growing network. And I want to thank you so much for just really talking about what a podcast network is and like how it can be beneficial to others. And, I think everyone listening has a better understanding on what a podcast network is, because I, I certainly do. And yeah. So tell us one more time how what your podcast network is, how people can listen and how people could submit their podcast to your network.
1: Sure. So the website is Spokestreet.com and you can go there. You can listen to any of the shows you can browse through. Uh, one of the things we're hoping to implement soon is that like a filter so that you could choose by topic or by age demographic, or if it's made specifically for men or for women or for parents and, or, or the length of the show. So that's something that we're working on, but you can check out the shows. Now you can email me at podcast at spoke podcast at spoke And uh, we're on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram So people can search for spoke street and pull us up at spoke street on twitter instagram spoke street media on facebook okay somebody somebody beat us to the spoke street on facebook oh man
0: yeah okay i will put all of <laughs> these links on the show notes which you can find by going to nccaudio.com and there's a NCC Audio podcast tab you can click and it brings up all the podcasts i've recorded and i put little show notes there with all the resources mentioned and the links and the description Wow, this is awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle.
1: You're welcome, Nick.
0: All And thank you all for listening to another episode of the NCC Audio Podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful day and take care. Can't wait to talk to you all again.